Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, <laughs> it is time once again for another episode of the Behind the Steel Curtain Steelers post-game show. You don't even have to ask what the score, uh, score is, just look at our faces, hear our voices. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. With me tonight is Dave Schofield. Jeff Hartman is taking care of stuff on the editorial side. So we're going to go ahead and go ahead and do this. Just the two of us reunited once again. Dave, are you feeling as exhilarated as I am? I mean, I tell you, I don't I don't know why my kids try to go to bed when the Steelers are playing a night game and it comes down to it. Uh, thank goodness I didn't wake them up on Christmas Eve. And I don't I hope I didn't wake them up tonight. I was in the opposite end of the house, but I was screaming. I was ready to go. It was I tell you what, though, it rolls on. I'm just so happy that the Steelers played a meaningful football game tonight and they're going to play another meaningful one next week. Yeah, who would have thunk it? I've got to say this. This is my second week in a row in the host chair with a post-game show. Yeah. And if it keeps on happening like this, I'm going to be stuck here. Yeah. You know, you guys aren't going <laughs> to let me not host because Kenny Clutch, Kenny Pickett. Oh, wow. I mean, the way they won the game, the way it looked absolutely so bleak at one point, Dave, you know, I can't believe we're sitting here and we have all these great things to talk about. But before we do that, and before we get your knee-jerk reaction, let's go ahead and check out some of these. You're, if you can let's bring them up them. for me, if you want to bring up some super chats. I know the one is Tom Yor. Yeah. I, I, I know he's going to give him? us money for every win. Can you yeah. grab it up for me? Oh, I, yeah, I'll get him. No problem. A dollar for every W. Here we go, Steelers. All caps. Here we go. KP8 is for real, gents. Back-to-back game winners. Thank you for the $8, Tommy. He takes care of us every single week. I'll be honest with you. There's probably a lot of people out there. Some of those people might not be in the live chat right now. Because I I think those that are in the live chat, most of them might not be this way. Didn't think Tom was going to get to $8 this year, did they? Nope, we did not. (laughs) I mean, and we could go back. I would love if I had the time to go back to the live chat and the guy who kept on saying, I'm going to give him credit. I don't, I didn't see him in here yet, but Brian Brown has said all along, Hey, they they're going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Hey, 
not so fast. Not so fast. When the people yelled and said, how can you even dare say that? You know, I mean, we're only talking about draft picks. How dare they even try to win? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up yeah. Delgado. Oh, I thought you wanted me to keep doing it. All right, there oh, we go. <laughs> I'm officially 100% a picket believer. Dave, I got to tell you, I think being on primetime, I think the world, the football world is a picket believer, Dave. I, I think so too. Now, you have to say that there was times in the game you're like, oh, well, if only this would have happened, you could look specifically to Kenny Pickett. You could look at other things that the Steelers wouldn't have needed to have a touchdown in the final minute in order to win the game. You know what? But they needed a touchdown in the final minute to win the game, and Kenny Pickett came through. You could talk about, well, you know, oh, well, why does he even put himself in that situation? If he was better, they wouldn't have to do that. Don't care right now don't care right now that you know when we'll talk about that let's talk about that in march okay my, my thing is is kenny pickett came through when the steelers needed it i mean 80 yard drives he had two of them you know because one they were backed up really far um, at the five yard line and got the field goal two of them in the fourth quarter and then got the one for the touchdown at the end i'm i'm, I'm feeling i got the next one here i got tyler w Going to start calling Kenny Big Ken with all these fourth quarter comeback drives. Thanks for the five, Tyler W. Yeah. I mean, two in a row, Big Ken. I When I first saw that, I was thinking, oh, like Kenny's a, a kid's name, so he's Big Ken. And I wasn't even thinking Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, two fourth quarter, two two-minute warning comebacks. Oh, yeah. feels so good. Inside the final minute. Was it inside the final minute last week? It had to be inside the final minute. Yeah, yeah it was. And it yeah. was inside the final, barely inside the final minute this week. Yeah, 45 seconds or was it 50? Yeah, last week, I think it was 46. This one, it was barely, I like it was 56. Because, okay. you know, Wang, Wang Harbs is using the timeouts wisely. He Every time I saw a timeout come out, I'm like, please tell me that was them and not us. Please tell me that was the Ravens and not yep. the Steelers. Because you wanted that clock to wind down. Um, yeah, well. We'll get there. We'll get it. You ready for the next one? We yeah, got, we, we, we got more hey, of them. We'll take them. We'll get to our knee jerk after we get these. Yeah. This is cool. We got Greg S. $10. We love you, man. Last week, Cam Hayward took over. This week, Najee spent the entire game running people over. Ghost Wheeler. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, I mean, the last time he ran for 100 yards was week 17 last year. And yeah. that was that was against Cleveland. That was against Cleveland. So it was it, it, it was pretty and it wasn't just Najee, Jail, Jalen Warren getting all those yards. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Here, got another one. Got Ryan O'Toole. Lamar looked like a pudgy wearing sunglasses <laughs> at night. Kenny looks like he belongs. Happy 2023. Bad and Dave Ryan O'Toole. He's been here Thanks a for long the five time. Bucks. Yeah. Thanks for the five, buddy. Yeah. That, that, that I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was, I did more rewinding and fast forwarding during commercials than I had done for probably about six games. So I didn't always catch everything on the sidelines. So, but uh, um, I'll, I'll take Ryan's word for it. He, uh, at one time, Collinsworth was like, is that Lamar? (laughs) You couldn't tell because he had the sunglasses. He had the. You had no clue. Yeah. All right. We, we better keep rolling through these, man. We've got a bunch. Here we go. Next. Evgeny Crosby, 499. Thanks, Evgeny. How about that picket fence? The offensive line. Great job by those guys. I love that nickname, the picket fence. That's that, Hey, props to that one. I, I hadn't heard that. Have you heard that? 
Yeah, Maybe I, I'm just I not, think I someone know. on one of our shows. I, I yeah, don't know if that's it was a good Shannon one. Or, or I, I'm, I'm not sure. I like reason, that. That kind of smells like Shannon on that one. I, I like surge, and the offensive line got surge. They were pushing down the field. I absolutely love it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, here we go. Wilson Pava. Last week's win was emotional for Franco, so good to see us followed up with a great win versus the Ratbirds. KP8 looked like prime Big Ben out there more often than not. Happy 2023, y'all. Here's to W's. $9.99 from Wilson. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff there. It really, you know, that's the kind of things that Steelers fans were used to and, and they weren't getting early in the season with those opportunities to, you know, the defense to close it out, the offense to pull out the drive when you needed it. Those were things that didn't happen prior to the bye week. And now we've got it two weeks in a row. Great stuff. Here we go. What's popping, gentlemen, says L.M. Arthur Steele, 499. Thank you. Tonight, our guys grew up before our very own eyes. Boys to men. LFG. LFG indeed, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what um I, I heard some various things, you know, TJ Wide yelling in about how those how about them uh Steelers, but he had a couple, you know, colorful metaphors. I, if you see, like, I, I didn't hear any of that. If, no. if you like the uh the Star Trek four reference, we'll just say <laughs> colorful metaphors. <laughs> oh, wait, we, we got a follow-up. Ryan O'Toole says that was, he said he said pud not pudgy autocorrect. Oh, okay, I, <laughs> that's, I, okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. I haven't heard pud in a long time. That's yeah, funny. I that's funnier. I have to admit that's funnier. Yeah. Oh, Monster here we go. 19. Yeah, we My got, buddy, we got Monster. Monster coming in. I, I, I'm gonna get a T-shirt of Monster just with that avatar. The Steelers yeah. <laughs> don't rebuild; rebuild, they reload. KP8 is that dude. Here we go. Yeah, this is still a rebuilding season, but you're at an eight and eight in a rebuilding season. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Do we have? I mean, we've just been inundated with. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, we got there's cast, even more. Cass and Ron Reed. Okay, I'm because oh, there's cat. There we go. It's skipping on me. You guys are the live chat is on fire. Here we go. Nine ninety nine from Cass. That one sidearm throw by KP eight had me feeling Mahomes vibes. Yes, mm -hmm. AFC North football baby. What a game. Yeah, Kenny Pickett playing the Ravens. You didn't get to see it. Two, you know, three weeks ago, whatever that was, you know, there was two games in between. Got to see it this time, and man, you, you're like, you know, still want to thank Mitch for 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 what he did in there with for the Steelers, not for the three interceptions in that game, but you know, the the week after. But man, would have been nice to to have Kenny there. The Steelers might have been in control of their own destiny if they would have had that. You will never know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. All we know is this is where they are. But yeah, that. He, he was not – Kenny Pickett did not seem shaken one bit by it being the Ravens rivalry or the fact that this was a team that, that knocked him out last game. Not at all. He and was right there. Ron Reed gave us $5, and he calls them Kenny Onions. Kenny Onions <laughs> came through, and wow. Yes, he, that's, that's the thing. Kenny Onions made the Ravens cry. Yeah. And Kenny Onions <laughs> had some big onions, and he was able to go ahead and – like like Mike Tomlin says, he didn't blink. Yeah, yeah, that. Whoo, yeah. All right, hey, Steel Dog eighty eight, come on. <laughs> Ten dollars from Steel Dog eighty eight. Reactions after our knees are already arthritic. Awesome game, still alive. <laughs> Want to give some credit to Robinson and Leao on defense. Future there looks bright. Yeah, yeah, Mike Tomlin gave them props also by name in the press conference. Yeah. Ten dollars from Steel Dog eighty eight. 
Kyle Smith, the Steelers won me the season OU tonight. So here's a cut. Five dollars. Thanks, Kyle Smith. I'm so pumped. Kenny played great, much better than his stats. Yeah, he did. Well, okay. They haven't done it for me yet because I took the alternative over under on the season because I wanted better odds. I they because remember the Steelers were seven and a half. That was their win total going into the season. I was going to go bet seven and a half, but I didn't want to do it at the minus 110. I didn't want to bet 20 bucks and only win 18 back. I wanted a little bit more. So I have them at eight and a half. So if they win next week, uh, I've, I've, my, my $20 bet gives me back $52. So uh, I'm, I'm happy on that. But if they make the playoffs, my free DraftKings $25 bet would make that's me $500 $100. in real money. Um, I love it. But that's, that, that's great. But man, I just want to see this team win. It's not about the, the money. It doesn't matter. I, I get it. I don't really care. I do that for fun. Uh, was that the last? Wait. No, uh, Dennis Pavlik gives us two dollars without a comment. And um, we if, thank him for that. I'll, if I see, if I see one from Dennis, I'll bring it up. And then LMR Steel, another uh, super chat, one ninety nine. Let's talk about Najee's leadership. He was fired up, and it looks like we've got a twenty dollar one here as well. Um, LibertyLibrary.com. KP8, need I say more? Thank you so much, Liberty Library. We really appreciate you there. Um, fantastic, Dave. While we've got a shot, while we've got a chance, what's your knee-jerk reaction from this? Game? Oh, my goodness. My knee-jerk reaction is i got to take a breath from all these Super Chats. That's because, you know, we have the best fans ever. We do. Woo! All right. Um, knee-jerk reaction is find a way to win. You're, I mean, you're, you're playing the Baltimore Ravens. They're, I mean, I, I put a tweet out there at one point. I didn't tweet very much through the game. I think I only tweeted twice. But one of them was the defense was not getting pushed back. They just weren't making the tackles in order to stop the run any better than what they were doing. And it's like, oh, I was, they, they were just right there. They were, but the Ravens were fine in a crease, but they weren't getting dominated like they were three, three weeks ago when they were just getting pushed. My knee-jerk reaction is the Steelers came out with a defensive philosophy and I, I loved it, and they had to stay the course. And there was a time I think many Steelers fans might have been like, all right, you might have to switch up from this. It's not working. Uh, what are you going to do? They had to stay the course. And you know what they did? They stayed the course. They got the win. And then they put the Ravens in a situation at the end of the game. I, I wasn't even really thinking about it until I, I saw someone else put the number out there that, uh, that the Ravens only had – three first downs in the second half before that last drive that they needed the field goal. And I'm like, dang, they're, I'm like, they're not, they're not even gonna let Tucker kick it. They're, they're, they're going to, they're going to stop them. I, I just, when I saw that number, I'm like, that's it. Knee jerk reaction is offense did what they had to do. Defense came through and they needed to, when you make the Ravens one dimensional where they have to throw the ball, you have a huge advantage. Great job. Mike Tomlin said something in his press conference and it's frank conversations and they had frank conversations at halftime i was worried at the half like i told dave you know off mic i went and took a shower i changed my clothes i took a shower at halftime because i just was not feeling it i was uh something felt wrong so i just washed the stink off of it (laughs) And I wasn't even playing, but all I know, and I was really worried at halftime that this was it because 
when you get a penalty like you did from which was egregious and we could talk about that for a long time but you know there's really no need to you all saw it you heard what even collinsworth was saying if collinsworth's on your side yeah. then, 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 and i'm a collinsworth guy but i know a lot of yeah. people aren't you gotta know if collinsworth is siding with you then then just know that no. they if got collinsworth a is siding with the pittsburgh steelers yes, yes. <laughs> and 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 they did uh, once again mike tomlin says it i'm gonna just steal his stuff we did not blink yeah. They did not blink, and that was my knee-jerk reaction. We got Master P. I wonder if it's the real Master P. That'd be awesome. Kenny Primetime Pickett, let's go! I'm so excited to see him develop into a stud. He's showing us he has that it factor with ice in his veins. $4.99 from Master P. Thank you so I'm, much, my friend. What did Ben Roethlisberger bring to this franchise? Especially, you know, it was tough his, his rookie year because it really was about the defense in the run game. And Ben came through when he needed to. He gave you that confidence that if you needed the score, you needed the win, you could do it. And and the and Steelers fans could. It's not like it would happen every single time, but you knew it was a possibility. It's not like this is too much for this team. Early in the season for the Steelers, it seemed like that was gone. It seemed like it was too much. I, I think back, I keep referring to the Dolphins game when the defense just kept stopping them, stopping them, stopping them. The offense needed to score one touchdown in the second half. That's all they had to do. And they couldn't do it. it on any possession, it just didn't happen. And it was and it was frustrating. You're like, that's what you miss from Roethlisberger, that ability to say, hey, let's do this. I got this. Let's go down and score. Now you got it two games in a row and two huge games, huge games, not just prime time. The fact that they're prime time just tells you that they were huge. But the the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and playing the Baltimore Ravens in a game that got flexed to prime time, those are two huge matchups. And he came through. So you know that he can do it. Kenny Pickett still got, he's still got more to learn. He's still got to develop as a NFL quarterback. Obviously, he's not a finished product. But man, if you've got that ability to make to, to do that, that's huge for this franchise. Absolutely, absolutely, Dave. Uh, we're, this comment is going to lead us into talking about okay. the offense. KP, Najee, Muth, Pickens. These guys will be fun to watch for the next several years. Yes, indeed. Defense was solid once again. Happy New Year, boys. Five dollars from Tom Muir. Thank you so much, Tom. And yes, that's a perfect lead-in, Dave, to talking about Kenny Pickett. You know, somebody mentioned earlier, you might have mentioned it stat-wise, he was only 15 for 27 with 168 yeah. yards, 6.2 average. He had one touchdown. The big thing, no interceptions. He was sacked twice and a uh, rating of 86.7. Kenny played a lot bigger than those stats, Dave, don't you think? Especially, especially at the end when it counted. It really did. And, and you still look back at the game and you look at these little things like – when he when he tripped on on, on Najee Harrison and went down for a sack, you know, could he have gotten up and thrown the ball away? Yeah, he also could have gotten up and gotten clocked and been out of the game. You just yeah. don't know. I, that's one of those things that it, it 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 killed a drive, but you also got to. It could have even been worse. The other sack, I still think, was kind of old Kenny Pickett. I think he held the ball too long. I think he had. George Pickens that he could have hit on that one. He held it too long and he took another sack. So there was there, there's still plenty of things there that he could have done better throughout the game. But also those little things. Deontay Johnson barely can't get his foot in bounds. George Pickens just steps out of bounds before he comes. And, but he did. I mean, you can't argue either yeah. of those calls. Those were the right calls. But it just goes to show how those little 
little things. Sometimes they go your way. Sometimes they don't. I still look at that Pat Fairmuth going to the ground reception. And I'm like that people might not appreciate that, that it's really big that he came up with that catch. Um, and, and things like that, that all, all these little things, when you've got a rookie quarterback, you can't have too many of those little things not going your way. And I just, I, I can't say too much. Go ahead. You need to say more than I'm saying. I am going to just say this. <laughs> There's two things that have really impressed me about Kenny Pickett. And we haven't talked about it tonight. One was he got completely rocked and I thought he was going to be out of the game after taking absorbing the hit that he did. Yeah, Cause he, his shoulder took the brunt of that, that one. Yeah. And he had a risk. I mean, he would have had the receiver for the catch. I think if he doesn't get hit. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely would have. And the other one, I think this might've been on the Friar Muth, the, the one that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. he threw a laser. Remember way back in the day when, you know, they talked about John Elway and how receivers hands would actually hurt that mm-hmm. he threw that ball so fast and so precise that it was something beautiful to see. And they showed a close-up of his eyes while he was throwing it, laser-focused. But it wasn't a lack of peripheral vision. It wasn't one of those guys just staring down your receiver. It was just it was just a beautiful piece of quarterback play that uh, they that Collinsworth actually pointed out as well. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the running game, and that's perfect for a super chat here because Greg W. says, Steelers are on the rise. Grinding running game tonight was awesome to see. $10 from Greg W. Thank you so much. And yes, Najee Harris, we talked about this a little bit earlier, 111 yards on the ground, 22 carries. That's a 5.0 average. His longest was 15, but it seemed like he was reeling off so many sevens and eights, Dave. It was just incredible. And you throw in the fact that Jalen Warren had an average of 6.3, 12 carries for 76 yards, 198 as a team. Too bad they couldn't get to that magic 200, but who cares? They got the win. That's all that matters. If If you take out the kneel downs, they did. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if you if, if you want a moral victory and not a statistical victory, you say if you exclude kneel downs, which a lot of statistical stuff you you do, it still doesn't count overall for the game. But you take the kneel the, the kneel downs out because one at the end of each half, boom, two hundred yards. Yeah, Dave. And here's the thing about the running game: they look like the Ravens out there from just three weeks ago tonight. It's almost like they switched jerseys. But this was yeah. the most crisp. This was the most punishing I've ever seen Najee. It was, I mean, I've seen Najee where I've, I've loved him, but I think I fell in love all over again with number 22. Yeah. The, and I mean, and he was just, he ran hard. I mean, he really did. He just, he didn't shy away from anything. And he's just like, I will, I will continue to pound at this and I will fall forward. You all wanted to fall forward three weeks ago. I'll fall forward every time. It, it it was going to take four guys to keep him from falling forward, if not more than that. That's what, a what he di- did. What a difference eight eight or nine weeks makes. Because remember, week eight, we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles game, and everybody's complaining about Najee dancing and not being effective and not being the same. You know that bye week comes. Next thing you know, it's a new Najee. Uh, you know, fantastic stuff, Dave. Yeah, it's just it. it... And it really helped that you could see you could have a Jalen Warren out there getting the yards, taking some of the carries. I mean, there was even some key spots of the game. You're like, oh, wow, they're backed up on their own five. They got Jalen Warren out there, and he's doing a nice job for them. 
It's not like, oh, my goodness, what happens if Najee goes down? That's how the Steelers fan felt all last year. What happens if there's no Najee? This year, Najee's even out for a good chunk of uh, plays. Jalen Warren's got this. It's really really great to have him. Is this a running back by committee nowadays? I don't know that it's a running back by committee, but it's a great one-two punch. Because to me, running back by committee is, I don't even know which guy's going to start the game. That, ah, okay. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I might yeah. not have it the, the way, same way everyone else looks at it. To me, running back by committee is, is it's going to, you're going to change week to week who gets more carries. To me, Najee Harris is going to get more carries than Jalen Warren every game with a few, ex- I mean, unless something happens where he gets stinged up or, 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 or things of that nature. This is this is a one-two, but you have a two that's really there, and you and, and you don't really lose much with him at all. So you can have the confidence, and, and he really and he adds so much in the passing game as well. And let's just say this with apologies to Christopher Walken. There's no need for cowbell. You don't need a <laughs> bell cow. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, grab this as we go. Um, LM Arthur Steele, 199. Thank you, my friend. Thoughts on Canada? Is he winning you over lately? I tell you what, I'm going to hold on to that one because we'll okay. talk about we'll talk about the offense in just a little bit. Um, we get to the coordinators at the end of this segment. We'll be glad to do that, but we will not lose that one. So I appreciate you go ahead and putting that one in, Arthur. Um, also, uh, Eric off gives us Ben's last game in Baltimore equals a 16 to 13 win. Cool to see Kenny do it in his first 499. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Sorry. I was writing some notes about Canada. Uh, what was the exact number there? 16 to 13, six, 16 to 13. He Ben's last game in Baltimore. They won 16 to 13. That game went into overtime. That overtime was that sixteen to thirteen. That was January uh, 9th or January tenth. Yeah, it was sixteen to thirteen. Yeah, dang, that was the I overtime of that game. One. Yeah, I, wow, that's. Hey, I almost got the score right. I, I I picked sixteen to twelve. Yeah, you did. I was that's really right. close. So I expect to hear that on bad language tomorrow. <laughs> I, I I will give you. Oh, I always give credit to the. Oh, I know you do. Um, I know you do. Andrew yeah. Palladino gives us $9.99. Please sing this bad. Jingle bells, Baltimore smells. Huntley laid an egg. Mike Tomlin called a great game, and Kenny saves the day. Hey, what a time, man. Yeah. The Steelers look like the Steelers. Hashtag here we go for $9.99. You get my voice. Okay, honestly, you did that way better than I thought you would. Kudos to you, Bad, for, for pulling that off. That, I, that was great. I didn't even read it up front. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. luck. Uh, so the Najee Harris gave credit to the offensive line and muddlehead Steeler gives us, uh, looks like Aussie bucks. Is that Aussie? No, the, I don't know what that is. A two ninety nine. There's no criticize criticism of the O line. Now Najee Harris gave them great, great praise. Hey, they're, they're not perfect, but that's what's going to happen. You can't go out there and it is so difficult on any level for an offensive lineman to go out there and win 100% of the snaps in a game. You know, something's going to happen on on any level, let let alone against other professionals that, what do you know, they get paid a lot of money to do what they do. But for them to win the amount that they do as a unit, that, that was, that was key. Like I know, I know one time a play got blown up. Mason Cole got pushed back into it, 
Um, I know one time Dan, Dan Moore got beat in front of his face. These are minimal things, you know, and, but, but in a loss, people are going to be like, Oh, that was so terrible. No, the O line, you're not going to play perfect, but man, Oh man, they are, they are really making, making those imperfections harder to find, which is really what you want to see. But here's the thing about it. You had Chuke's butt tackle in there too. Yeah. But, but the, the <laughs> thing about that is they weren't making multiple mistakes and you felt pretty good about it. And you're not having Collinsworth have to single out these guys um, for poor play. So I will take that every single time, Dave. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about the pass catchers here and interesting game from them. Uh, you know, can he only have <laughs> we're, we're not gonna have to talk much, right? <laughs> no, um, did I lose you or did you lose me? I think a lot. Are you there, Brian? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You, you sounded like you were. I don't know if that was you or me. We'll find out on the audio later. It sounded like you, it was your captain speaking coming through well, the speakers. You know, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let you go ahead and do the stats okay. on, the, on uh, the wide receivers because. ESPN, where I'm getting them from, they just uh, went ahead and gave me a commercial in my headphones, and that's, that's why probably what I heard. Yeah, so. um, I was having a problem with the Steelers media site. Finally, it got the full game numbers back, um, but there was not a no receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game had more than three receptions. No more than three receptions. Deontay Johnson had the most targets of seven, and he had two receptions for 35 yards. Uh, Pat Framuth had six targets, but he had three receptions for 36. He was actually the leading receiver with 36 yards. Steven Sims, three for 34 on four targets. Jalen Warren, three for 22 on all three targets that he had. Um, George Pickens targeted four times, two receptions, 29 yards. And Najee Harris, three targets, two receptions, 12 yards, one of which was a 10-yard touchdown. And i tell you what, one of the prettiest receptions I've ever seen came from George Pickens again. Uh, you know, he keeps on with those highlight catches. Well, you're going to be talking about him with the names that Collinsworth mentioned when he was talking about Jerry Rice and Chris Carter and, and with George Pickens, because that was a gorgeous catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just. Yeah, I, I still look back of just think of how these numbers would look so different if you if. George Pickens doesn't doesn't step out of bounds first, and Deontay Johnson doesn't step out of bounds second. Yes, um, th- those numbers look completely different. They they don't. Nothing here looks overly impressive, but 168 yards. But when you're rushing it for 198 yards, you just need to compliment. And I mean, still, they they out received the Ravens um, as a team. So. I, I I guess we'll take it. And, and and the longest pass play on the night was the 28 yarder Steven Sims. That was a beautiful play by Sims oh. really coming up big. And yeah. you could tell that down the stretch, Sims is a guy that they are definitely going to rely on. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and call him a dude. Like okay. uh, I'm going to channel my inner Kevin inner, T. Smith. Inner KT Smith. Yeah. Yep. So, you know what, as far as the pass catchers go, you know, this is another behind the stats. You know, you have to go beyond. And you've got to look at the fact that 
there were not many egregious drops. I think there was one from Deontay Johnson. I don't think it was it was very egregious at all. I, I it was a drop. Was that the one he bobbled on the sidelines, and or, or was it a different one? Yeah, I I think it was. Uh, it might have been that one. Um, but I don't think there was nothing where I was going. Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, they I they had a balanced attack. That's that's what I'm looking at. They had a balanced attack. Absolutely. Let's get a couple more super chats in before we uh we lose them. <laughs> yeah. Um here we go with Tyler W $5. We should have put Kenny in right away and got him rolling sooner. We might miss the playoffs because he got in one game too late. Well, we were just talking a couple weeks ago about how they mismanaged uh, not us, but uh, different people were talking about how the Steelers mismanaged the quarterback situation. I I will be honest with you. I'm one who said that I felt that they mismanaged it because I wasn't looking at it from the Steelers' perspective. I was looking at it from what was best for Kenny Pickett and his long-term success standpoint. Um, the Steelers went to Kenny Pickett when they needed him, not when it was best for him. I think they really wanted him to be able to learn more and identify defenses more not being thrown into the fire right away. Um, they did that somewhat. I think they would have liked to have done it more. The season wasn't going in a way that it allowed them to do that. It is what it is at this point. All you can judge it on is how it did work out because what it could have showed or one way or the other, you'll never really know how it would have been. And, you know, next week, if they lose, we could be talking about that same thing. Or if they get to the yeah. playoffs and they get bombarded, yeah. we could be talking about that same thing. But the bottom line is for the last two weeks in a row, hey, they he came out and he had ice water when it counted. I'm going to throw in another nickname, another new nickname, Boys to Ken. Boys to Ken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going with that one. That, that, that one's going to stick. That one's going to stick like Elvis. Elvis, I know Elvis never worked. Matt Beck with 4.99. OL looks better in run blocking, but tackles still getting exposed in pass protection. Don't agree. That's yeah. all right. Moving on. I, I we appreciate the 4.99, Matt. Um, but no, I mean, t- tackles are always going to be exposed in pass protection. They're going up against the, the 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 probably the greatest athletes that you have out there. I mean, freaks like T.J. Watt that are pass rushers. You know, that's what they have to do, and and they're not getting exposed. They're just not able to always beat those guys one on one. I think they're doing a nice job. I still think the the, the in past weeks it was more about the the offensive line doing well in pass protection, but not well enough in run blocking. That's why I thought tonight was such a big step because they really did well in the run blocking. Now we had a super chat earlier from LM Arthur Steele. Thoughts on Canada. Is he yeah. you over lately? Yep. Yeah. You um, know what? I mean, I, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I'm going to quote Mike Tomlin. This is what we expect. And it was a good game plan today. I, I don't. I was tracking something in this game that frustrates me to no end. Okay, I I love to hear it. Go ahead. And and it's a it's a Matt Canada pet peeve thing of mine. I was tracking how many times the Steelers put a player. I like this. I like how this week they use Jalen Warren in this sometimes too. That they put a player in what I call jet motion. Where they put the where they put uh, someone coming across the formation whether they cross past the quarterback after the snap or the ball snapped when they're at the quarterback so they could run the jet sweep or they hand it to the running back. I tracked every time they did that 
Now they did it once. I think that I noted that it was out of shotgun and I still count it, but they ran it 23 times where they ran that motion. And you want to know what they did? They ran the ball 23 times. The only question was, did they hand it off to the guy motioning? Did they hand it off to the running back? Or did they, two times in the fourth quarter, run a quarterback sneak? Every single time it was a rushing play. My goodness, would that not be the perfect scenario to run some play action? Every time they run that, they run the ball. If you do something like that, that when you run a certain motion that the defense knows you're doing something, you are you are basically letting them only have to worry about half of what they want to worry about. Maybe it was a setup and they never got a chance to use it. You know, you can't just set up the motion to only set up the jet sweep. You need to set it up to where you could play action or do something else and throw the ball. You can't run that every time and just run the ball. That drives me nuts. Every time you do it, you're telling the team it's a run, it's a run, it's a run, it's a run, it's a run. Don't do that. Stop it. Throw the ball when you do that sometime. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, that's a very good assessment. And that's why that's why you're here. <laughs> so, so I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, Dave, let's go ahead and take a break before we talk about the defense. You know, so much to talk about. Uh, make sure you stick around right after these quick words. It's BTSC's post game show. Woo. Feeling good. We'll be right, Feeling good. right after this. Welcome up. Welcome back. Welcome up. Welcome. Welcome up and welcome back. Here we go. You got it. Wake them up, my friends, because the Steelers won 16 to 13 over the Baltimore Ravens. A must win. They still survive. To quote Pearl Jam, to quote the Bee Gees, whoever you want to quote, they're staying alive or I'm still alive. It doesn't matter. The Steelers have a chance to go into next week to get into the playoffs with a little bit of help. And you know what? They've gotten help before in weird ways, and this is not out of the ordinary help that they need. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk about the defense, Dave. Yeah, the defense. There's certain things you could look at and you're like, oh man, that's not good. Then you look at something else. You're like, you know, that really wasn't so bad. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's Mark Andrews, nine receptions, nine targets, a hundred yards. That, Mark Andrews, huh? He's Mark Andrews. But what? Look at what he did the last time they played the Steelers. I think the Steelers to 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 better defend the run was willing to say, you know, Mark Andrews might play a little bit more of a role than he did the last time we played. But last time we played, he didn't have much a role. But the Ravens won the game. They were willing to let Mark Andrews do that, and. My goodness, there were certain times it, it was almost too much. I know some people, may, there's a few, you know, Pittsburgh, I don't know if you call them, if, if I want to call them beat reporters or whatnot, um, that, that that are Pittsburgh local media that, 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 that like to say certain things that just drive me nuts. Like they get so upset that the Steelers are constantly throwing 
They're like, oh, they threw it short of the sticks and get on third down. Well, they don't complain when they do it and it works and they break the tackle and they get the third down. Like when Jalen Warren catches one on third and four, he's a yard past the line of scrimmage and he gets the first down. They don't complain about that because that's what happens, has to happen sometimes. And you see other teams throwing short all the time too and still converting in other NFL games, not just against the Steelers. But the Mark Andrews, when they're like, oh, how was he so wide open on that one play? I feel bad for Terrell Evans. He got Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Tyler Huntley went to throw the ball and at the last second held on to it with a with what ultimately ended up being a fantastic pump fake. I don't think he really meant to pump fake it. I think he he just realized that the he wasn't going to be able to make that pass. And Terrell Edmonds jumped all over where he went to throw and it left Mark Andrews wide open for a first down. Um, that was just a, a, a good play, but man, He's a pretty good. He's a pretty good player. A little, just a little bit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's a tough he's, guy to stop. But if you have to, you've got to make concessions when you're playing any na- National Football League team, and they when you're not giving up 215 yards to the running game like you did just a mere three weeks ago. Well, you can get away with having uh, having Mark Andrews get 100 yards, but they clamp down on the down on them a whole lot more in the second half. They made those adjustments and that must be some of that frank conversation they had, Dave. Yeah. And I mean, he, he got, what, what did, what did he get? He got 23 yards on that, on that final drive. So, I mean, it was, he was under 80 yards up until, till uh, up until the final drive. And honestly, the Steelers were willing to give him, the middle of the field because they had no timeouts and they felt that they would, that they would run out of time. I'll be honest with you. I knew they weren't going to give the Steelers that fumble because he gave himself up. What infuriated me about that is that the Ravens basically saved at least five seconds, probably closer to eight to 10 because they had to stop the clock and sort it all out and everything. I'm just like, because the, that's what the Steelers were doing. They were they were fine making that play and saying, you're going to run out of time with no timeouts, getting tackled in the field of play. And then they had to stop it in order to sort all that out. So um, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So to me, I'm out there like, oh, the fumble. I'm like, no, I want the clock to keep running. Let it run. Let it run. Let it run. So um, you know what? It all worked out. They got to stop anyway. Well, let's talk about the Steelers up front. Let's talk about okay. uh, the front seven and stopping the run game. I know we talked about that a little bit. What were your thoughts on how they held Baltimore in check? Well, for the most I, part? I, I, I said it earlier that I felt like they weren't they weren't getting moved off the line of scrimmage, and they were committing a lot of players up front. They were basically they they, they, they basically ran a six two most of the game. They were having four four defensive linemen, two outside linebackers and two inside linebackers off the ball. That's a that's the classic high school 6-2 defense which is kind of like a more like even a goal line defense that that, that what we would what we would run at time. So you 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 had a you know two corners and one safety, two linebackers and six guys up front. And when you do that, you've got to block everyone and you can't get pushed, but you also have to make tackles. There were times that I felt that the Steelers were there in the run game and they just need to finish and make tackles. They weren't getting pushed down the field, but they were opening up enough of a crease for Dobbins to 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 bust a couple decent sized runs. 
They also held them under 100 yards. They also held the, the Ravens to 120 yards rushing, which you, you're like, normally you'd be like, oh, 120 yards? With this offense, that's a good job because that's what the Ravens are trying to do. Absolutely. When you look at some of this, Tyler Huntley, he only ran for 24 yards and to, to hold a Ravens quarterback to uh, that low of a yardage uh, gain, th that's absolutely incredible. And he only carried the ball seven times. And it seems like when Lamar's, he triples that. Uh, it just at least feels like it. J.K. Dobbins, he averaged 5.5 yards, but they kept him under 100. But the big thing here is where when J.K. Dobbins wasn't in three weeks ago, it was Gus Edwards doing all the damage. And now it's Gus Edwards getting only two yards on three carries. And T.J. Watt cracked him behind the line of scrimmage at one point. It was absolutely incredible to watch. Hey, I got a number for you. I, just look, I was just looking at this. I'm trying to figure this out. This is only the fourth time all season that the Ravens were held under 150 yards rushing. Wow. And it's the only game they lost. Their other three games that they were under 150 yards rushing, they won. That's absolutely incredible. Wow. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, I, That's going in my numbers article for tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm here, preview. here for. As far as receivers go, we already talked about the nine catches from Mark Andrews um, for 100 yards. He averaged 11.1. His longest was 19. He was nine for nine, which is absolutely incredible. Nobody else did anything really significant whatsoever. Deshaun Jackson and Demarcus Robinson both had one reception for nine yards. And then Isaiah Likely had three receptions for 12 yards. A 4.0 average. He did have that lone Ravens touchdown as well. But I've got to tell you, Dave. When Four I'm... players targeted in the passing game. That's it. That's crazy. And it's your tight end. And... Oh, sorry. Five targeted. Four, four with receptions. My fault. Yes. And when you look at it, you're getting 12 receptions from tight ends and two receptions from wide receivers that is uh, that's a telling Sam, stat and sammy watkins wasn't even targeted no nah, i i even forgot he was on the team yeah how about that they yeah. so mm. we talked about terrell edmonds and his struggles but he was just the guy that was uh he was actually the sacrificial lamb it all almost seemed like for the steelers on defense but with the rest of the uh passing game they came to play, Dave. Yeah. Well, I, I've outlined this before on my Stat Geek. The Steelers have one of the best passing defenses in terms of yards um, since their bye week, since the Steelers' bye week. If you just look over, like, team's last six games or or, or however you want to look at it, the Steelers are number one. I mean, it, 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 it's crazy. So what was the what was the total number of, of yards they gave up in the passing game? 130 yards? Yes. You know, 100. I mean, technically, sorry, technically 120 yards. Huntley threw for 130, but they only gave up 120 yards because the 10 yards from the sack comes off of that as well. If you look back at the Steelers, you know, 110 yards in, in the passing game. But, but, but look at these other ones. They gave up 
143 to the Raiders, 188 to the Panthers, 94 to the Ravens the week before that, 160 to the Falcons, and 180 to the Colts. You had that 346 to the Bengals in there, which, uh, and then 157 to the Saints since the bye week. So they've only given up over 200 yards passing one game since the bye week. And that's that's really doing something. Talk about being even, Dave. 120 passing yards, 120 rushing yards for the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. The the Steelers uh, just split it down the middle. And when you think that they pretty much did that against the Steelers just on the ground three weeks ago, yeah, Darrell Austin and company really drew up a pretty good game. So that's six two. That's six two stack monster. And uh, <laughs> you know I'm a big all the right moves fan. And and they would always shout six two stack monster stick six two stack monster. I know Tom Cruise was in it, but the big star of that movie was Johnstown, PA, and I was at the game and the filming of it. So I will always think of now this defense being six two a stack monster. <laughs> hey, did did you look at the time of possession? I have not as of yet. So I'm going to let you go ahead and throw that out there. The the the, the Steelers had the time of possession by almost eight and a half minutes. It was it was 25-46 for the Ravens, 34-14 for the Steelers. Absolutely you know? incredible. I, I I should know that stuff. I uh right after the game, I ran straight to the press conference on my computer. I wasn't at the game, I'm, but <laughs> I'm looking at this right in front of me. So, so. so I wasn't ready for that. But we'll go ahead and take a look at special teams. Uh, gosh, Chris Boswell had a pretty good game. He had that one clank, but as far as everything goes, he had also Marlon Humphreys in his face at the time. Do you think that had anything to do with that clank or was that just uh, an excuse that Collinsworth made? Um, when a guy comes flying in at the end, the ball's already gone. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, and you're not looking at guys flying in. You're, if you're a kicker, you, sh- you should not be distracted or anything about guys coming to, to, to block it. You should be locked in on the ball. You really should be. So it is concerning that the it was another miss. Yes, it was 48 yards, but it wasn't cold and it wasn't windy. I mean, I, I talked about the weather forecast in the last minute thoughts podcast, and it was supposed to be like either completely calm or one mile an hour winds. So yeah, you don't want to see that, especially when you're going toe to toe with Justin Tucker, but Really, I just want to have the confidence in Boz going forward, and that's that hasn't been what's going on recently. Yeah, that's that's true, and that's a concern. And I I don't know how healthy he is right now. And you know, Boz from 2018, you know, he would not talk about anything but no, I'm just uh, I'm struggling, and that's all he would say the entire time. He's still he's not the guy that will tell you oh, I had this problem or this problem. He's humble that way, and we won't even know now. Yeah. So, but, as, uh, but I mean, think about it. The, the The last four games, he's missed at least a one field goal in three of the last four games. Yeah, that's that's something that. Uh, that definitely have to improve if the Steelers are going to continue to go forward. Yeah. Let's continue with the special teams. Very disconcerting. It was Justice Hill. Um, almost breaking one. Was that Boz that made that tackle? 
Uh, he was in there. He was in there to, to with it. I don't know if he got credit for it or how it was. He was. He wasn't the. It wasn't like he was the last line of defense and the only guy there. There was some other ones that were also still per- pursuing. I can't remember exactly uh, who it was, but it, good for him to get up there and do what he had to do because man, the defense knocked him back two yards and forced a punt. I mean. Did you see a punt coming when they got a return that far, Brian? Never. My goodness. I wouldn't have. If if you wanted the safest bet of the night, to me, it was when they got that return to where they did that, that, uh, barring a turnover, they were, they were going to be at least getting three points. I'm actually calling game in that situation. Yeah. That, that was, that was a, big turning point of that game that was a huge turning point of that game it really was so uh kudos to the defense for stepping up there and uh getting getting the ball back uh absolutely incredible i mean i am exhilarated this entire game just a couple things that um we promised that we would talk about Mm -hmm. uh don't want to spend too much time talking about the uh cam hayward penalty but you know, Dave, I just want to get your thoughts. Is that something that uh, that gives the league a black eye? Because that's that could have been very costly. Yeah, the fact that the Steelers gave up a touchdown to the next play. You know what I had to say? Don't give up the touchdown. Just don't give up the touchdown. Yes, you had made the stop. It should have been a field goal. You you had a bad call called on you. The reason I say it's a bad call, there was a lot of extracurricular going on there. First, Cam gets his arm hooked. I feel like the Ravens because they knew they knew that they were running the on that they were running it down to call a timeout. They were trying to get a penalty called on the Steelers. Whether they were they were trying to get Cam Hayward more than anything to seem like he was staying piled on to have the clock run down and they would call him for a delay a game. I think that was their their reason. And the fact that they got the the unsportsmanlike, Cam was trying to get free with his arm. They grabbed the hold of him. Ultimately, when he made contact with the official, it's because the Ravens player grabbed this part right here. If you're watching on 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 video, if you're in audio, it's basically, it's the part of the shoulder pads. If you see guys standing there on the sidelines, they, they reach up and grab a hold of it there at their neck, the rest of their hands. They grabbed a hold of them there, whether it was the jersey or the shoulder pads, and pulled Cam Hayward back down on top of the pile to try to get a penalty, and the official was an idiot enough to fall for it. You can't fall for that kind of stuff. The, I mean, that, that was Joe Nedney-type crap right there. That was pure acting job by the Ravens linemen to try to get a penalty called to maybe give them another shot at a touchdown rather than a field goal. And the refs fell for it. And once again, the Collinsworth said it was BS. You know, it's egregious. (laughs) You know what? Even if it would have been a penalty called against the Ravens, Justin Tucker's going to hit that kick from where, from where it was going to be. So it was, it was, you got to think about it, kind of in this kind of rivalry, kind of smart, kind of smart on their part. But what's disappointing is that the ref was stupid. The players were smart, but the ref wasn't dumb enough to see what they were. It was too dumb to realize what they were doing and called the penalty. 
Harb's got a Harb's. That's what I yeah. hate about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's he's gotta he's gotta look for the angle, and uh, I guess it's win if you can, lose if you must. Always yeah. cheat for one. And then you know John Harbaugh. Then they kept showing you know Hayward and Fitzpatrick on the sidelines, and of course they're fired up. And then came saying, "I didn't do anything, you know, other than be on the pile." And some people say, "Well, he got on the pile kind of late." I, he wasn't on the pile late. He was making sure a stop was going on, you know, in my opinion. But you know. <laughs> Purple fans aren't usually very informed, so they so they they'll probably make any excuse. If you really want to, if you really want to be an informed Ravens fan, you re, you you identify the brilliance of your offensive lineman to sucker the official into making that call that of something that didn't really happen. <laughs> Kane didn't do anything; they suckered the official into making that call, um, and it's so it really was the official's fault. Usually, you sucker a. Uh, a young player that and and cam's not going to fall for anything like that yeah so they sucker the official i like how you put that yeah. well dave let's get your final thoughts as we get on <laughs> out of here okay um presley harvin punted well i will say that uh, you know that throw that in there we talked about special teams i didn't i went off on so much of a tangent you're you've been trying to raid me in this whole show i've been ready to go all over the place usually i'm, I'm the one that gets rained oh, in no. who am That's I? Mean, i'm like Sure, Brian, you host. I'll just go off the rails and you have to bring me in. I'm um, channeling Jeff here. <laughs> but whew, this one's exciting. All I kept saying for the longest time, I want the Steelers to be in the graphic, to be in the graphic of in the hunt. Be on the graphic, play as many meaningful games as you can. I still am fine with the Pittsburgh Steelers not making the postseason this year under one condition, win next week. Yep. Do your part. Win next week. If the chips don't fall right, then the chips don't fall right. You learn that you have to take care of business earlier in the season. You use it as a, as a learning tool. I said it. I was it. I don't can't remember if it was with you guys on the preview or if I said it with, with, my, with my brother on Scobro show. If the Steelers make the postseason, their projected gauntlet is – horrible you would have to go on the road and win in any order most likely you would have to win on the road against cincinnati on the road against buffalo and on the road against kansas city don't even know the order of it yet that's more than likely that would be the teams you would have to go through um that's difficult to, to win one of those games let alone having to win all three but the experience gained would be tremendous for a young offense um you know, if you could give a team a good game and come up just short, you, you can build on that. If you have what the Steelers have done in the playoffs the last two years, of course, then we'll hear everyone wanting to say, you know, all we hear is about how Mike Tomlin can't win a playoff game and blah, 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 blah. Did you even think this team had a shot at the playoffs at the bye week? You didn't. You didn't. This this would be huge for them. Do your part. And if the other stuff doesn't fall right, it doesn't. It's actually pretty amazing that it already did. Now, I had kind of screwed up. I thought the Jets absolutely had to win or else the Steelers were eliminated. They didn't have – sorry, not win, lose this fast uh, to, to the Seahawks, that the Jets had to lose. Where I messed that up is to have a more realistic chance because the, the Steelers wouldn't have been mathematically eliminated before kickoff tonight because they could have still made it through, but it, a, t a game would have been required to end in a tie next week between the Jets and Dolphins. You don't want those kind of scenarios. 
So the Steelers now have a scenario that at least that doesn't require a tie. That's pretty good. So hopefully the NFL schedules all these games in the right manner that uh, teams don't get an advantage one way or the other. Like last year, they almost screwed that up with that Sunday night game that if it, the Steelers oh. would have been knocked out if they just would have said, hey, we won't score if you don't score and we'll both go to the playoffs. Um, glad I didn't do that. But, oh, my goodness. I, I can't believe the Steelers are here. And when I did my breakdown, I know this is a long final thoughts. I'm when cool I did it. my breakdown at the bye and said, oh, if the Steelers could go three and one in the next four, then if they could pull off the win against the Ravens at home, look out. That's because in the back of my mind, I didn't expect them to, to, I never thought they would win both games against the Ravens. And I thought if they didn't win at home, then they had even less of a chance to win on the road. But they did it. They split with the Ravens. You are now in a situation to where you can be right there. I don't care about the 500 record thing. Some people think that's a big deal. I don't care. I just want to see this team playing well. It would be great if they made the postseason to get the experience. And the fact that they're playing well, particularly on defense, they could be that scary, dangerous team because, because of the way the defense has been playing. The defense has been playing sneaky good. You, you don't realize the kind of numbers they're putting up until you look at the game afterwards and be like, oh, wow, dang, they held them to only 120 yards passing. Things of that nature. So I'm excited for this team. I'm excited that there's another game. I'm excited that there's a, the possibility even of beyond. I'm excited that this game still matters in the ultimate goal that you started with in week one. And at this point of the season, It'd be great to control your own destiny, but just to still be in the hunt after starting two and six, I'm 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 happy with the trajectory of this team. Let's keep rolling. Who would have thunk it? That's my final thoughts. <laughs> and as I continue, I'm going to channel Jeff Hartman once again and mention the fact that we are all residents of the old line state, which means that this is so much sweeter of a win when you beat the black and purple. And I will say one more thing. We had a question a couple weeks ago on the preview, and it's, does this rivalry mean something to the young players? Indeed, it does. If if last three weeks ago didn't do it, then this one did it tonight. This is blood and guts and bile and anger. It. We're back, baby. The rivalry is back. It is the best rivalry in all of football, Dave. I'm, I'm not going to disagree. I'm, maybe it's just because, you know, our team's a part of it, but I agree. I, I for it, it, it is. And, well, first of all, it's the best rivalry in football, and then football is the best sport. So it has to be that it's the best rivalry in sports. Let's get on out of here. We've christened a, uh, a new quarterback. It's Big Ken. Kenny came up clutch. Boys to Ken, Dave. Boys to Ken. So we're going to get out out of here for the uh, for Jeff Hartman, who's on assignment for Dave Schofield. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been the post game show. It was an exhilarating one. I had to catch my breath. Go Steelers.
everybody else gets a little tight.